you know, but like not on purpose. It's no, yeah. <laughs> Talking about fucking obscure UPN shows. No, I'll forget. <laughs> Hello, I'm Gay, and I'm your host, Geraldo Rivera. You're tuned in to Geraldo's Edge Game, episode 17. Ooh, you know what that means. Spooky. This is the premiere edging podcast. The one podcast where the self-aware guy talks about himself and his life experiences and tries to apply it to everyone else. But at least he's self-aware. And this time... He's truly self-serving. Wink, wink. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, this is a continuation. Hopefully the last installment. This is the last installment of the now six-part series, Valentine's Day, because we're now in fucking March. It's time to move on. Bigger, better things. St. Patty's Day. You know. Whoop, whoopee. Uh, I've decided not to continue just listing girls. I've, I've found that, uh, after reflecting on the past five episodes, this is truly just for me to have it, put it out into the world that, um, you know, that I waste in or not in or in <laughs> inordinate amounts of time, uh, thinking about these past relationships um, and not even in a negative way, just, you know, I just spend time reflecting and reminiscing. Um, and I don't know if that's like super healthy. I don't know if it's helpful for me to just put it out there in the world uh, instead of just journaling it. I mean, I've journaled it plenty. Um, there's only so much to say. 
but maybe now that I've made a public record of it, now I can't, uh, you know, try to warp those memories as much. I'm not really sure. Um, either way, I'm hopefully I can move on, just get get on with my life. I don't think I'll mention the more recent uh, dating experiences specifically, just because, as you can see, if you've listened to it, there's uh, distinct patterns of you know revisiting old relationships uh, that you spend so much time thinking about, and then somehow you're convinced um, you're gonna text them that you're better, that it's going to be different and you rekindle it. And so anyone I've dated in the past three years, who knows, who knows, can, uh, may come back in my life. Anyone I've dated here in San Diego, who, who knows? Um, I may write them a long apology letter. They may, you know, come through, hit me up. Uh, those are the things you, uh, wishful thinking, but another, the main point I think that I wanted to illustrate is if you're, you know, in the same psychosocial stage of development, whatever Erickson or whatever his name is, in the whole intimacy versus isolation, whatever, if it has to be that spectrum, I don't know, one or the other, uh, it's it's evidence that I'm supposedly failing because I've, I've uh, effectively isolated myself since, like, 2020 um because you know and i think covid not saying inherently bad not inherently good for me personally in terms of uh shifting how i view my relationships how i view dating you know i've chronically dated since college since high school i've chronically dated and i've also tended to i was that guy that tended to ignore the bros um, mostly because I found that one, I I guess I felt like I connected better with women. I mean, I never, you know, never had some strong male role models in my life uh, that I felt like I could bond with in a traditional way. Uh, the the men I did bond with happened to just be more emotionally intelligent and receptive, and that's was e- more easily accessible in a woman uh, with the added benefit of a vagina. Um, was was uh, what they had over a guy, you know, I'm not traditionally, I don't have traditional male interests aside from like video games and, and, and sex, um, which you can only do so much with video games. And it it turns out there are a lot of girl gamers out there, uh, in 2022. Yes, they're girls. Yes, they game. And yes, they do have feet and yes, they might fuck you. I don't know. Yes. They might fuck you in VR chat, um, is what you find out. Uh, and I'm assuming since if you're listening to this or watching this, that you are very much in a, you're stuck in a virtual world of some sort. Uh, and you see me as a digital entity. Anyway, we don't have to get into all that. But, <clears throat> I mean, it's relevant because it's, as evidenced uh, by the series, I've used online dating platforms extensively and that's kind of the it's pretty typical for millennials and and i guess i don't even know for gen z i mean i feel like it's it's they kind of missed the peak of when online dating was actually kind of good and and productive maybe i don't know um unless it will recover post covid post pandemic 
Uh, I don't think it has as of yet. I don't know their algorithms have changed maybe, but maybe just against me, maybe I'm just less desirable now. Um, because now I, now I make pornography, uh, cause now I'm an adult entertainer instead of a, a registered nurse, uh, on paper. Uh, and it's all about, you know, what you bring to the table monetarily, security wise, uh, and beyond, you know, a nurse covers a lot of bases in terms of money, uh, in terms of actually taking physical, physical care of you. And having like some amount of like cultural, like social prestige because you're respected as a healthcare worker. Okay. So I've analyzed these dynamics and taken them into account. Um, but you know, basically the last person I found and dated truly was uh, kind of like through, was through Tinder. Um, and it was at the beginning of COVID. Um, and we, you know, we, we went through that, the, the typical, like, so what is dating in like COVID times? Like, what is that like? And, uh, we were like each other's, um, exception to the rule. You know, we would go to each other's house and, and fuck and all that. But, you know, it was early, didn't know how to balance that dynamic. And, um, I also found that I was like, oh, I, I actually have an interest in like other hobbies and now I don't, you know, like girls, is it my main hobby right now? But like leading up to that, I was like, I pretty much just worked and would spend all my other time either chatting up girls or like, you know, going on dates and like fucking, like I would have dates lined up like every weekend. I'm not saying like that in like a hot player way. It was just me. It's me. It's really a negative that I was like, so it, it's cause it's not even like hardcore dating. Like when I'm really trying to find like a mate, you know, it's really much like, I'm really lonely and I need to fill this space with something. So I just like really focused my energy and time on like how to present myself well and like taking care of myself and, you know, learning how to Mac, I guess, but not in person, not in a way that I can like, I mean, like I'm good on a date, but <clears throat> in terms of like actually approaching anyone in person in a, in a public space or like a coworker, or, like just anyone you would meet like in person, uh, not good you lose that skill uh, when you focus it on learning how to chat babes up on the, on the web, um, which, you know, is only amplified by obviously the isolation of COVID, blah, blah, blah. That's been analyzed a bajillion times. I don't have to say anything about it, but um, it truly did affect me. But okay. My point being that girl I was dating, I found that I just wasn't like interested that much. Um, and it's, it, it's like, I kind of fell off on that idea of like, let me try just dating all the time. I, I started making videos around that time is when I started making my satirical ASMR channel, Jank ASMR now, you know, banned, now terminated, rest in peace. Um, it lives on sort of in other platforms, but it's, it's dumb. It's, it's dumb that I would like, you know, trade off time to you know, have sex and laze around, um, to like make dumb shit post videos. Um, that's kind of, I don't know if you start entering like incel territory when you just start preferring to shit post than to have sex, but it's kind of where I fell. I, I don't know. Like I feel like I had had a lot of sex leading up to it, to this. Um, 
and I'd had a lot of like meaningful, like loving, seemingly relationships. And I had a lot of time to think about them, you know, and where I wanted to put my energy, where I wanted to put my time, where I wanted to put my cum, where I wanted to put my cock, you know, I bought a VR headset and, uh, and actually this toy, I bought, I bought, I bought a, a, an automatic male, you know, masturbator and I was like, oh yeah, like this is a substitute for real intimacy, for real sex, for real interaction. Um, and it scared the, sh the hell out of me because I was like, this is really how you warp your brain and you rewire your reward pathways as if they aren't already hardwired to your phone in the first place. Um, it's taking it to a whole nother level. And so I actually am very scared for any younger generation that is like already like super their lives are already kind of entwined with, with VR, especially when it comes to sex and, and actually socializing. It's, it's pretty scary. Um, and that's how I felt early on. That's how I felt early pandemic when I was doing that jerking off VR. It was awesome. You know, I would just get super high. That's when I was growing weed. So I was just smoking my weed and, um, and jerking off in VR. I was fucking robots. I felt, you know, this is the future. This is, this is where we need to go. This is the direction we're going to keep going. And it is. Um, but I quickly changed my mind about it. There was one night I just like, was like this, I'm going to, you know, there's going to be a lot of lonely people doing this, like increasingly for the next, you know, forever. It's only going to get worse. And so it, <clears throat> it's not that I might not fall back into it. You know, I might, I just wasn't ready to accept it. Um, and so I sold my VR headset to a guy who definitely was going to masturbate with it. I remember when I met him, he's a dude from Craigslist. He just, he just seemed like he was so horny. Like he was going to take it and jerk off in the car, like immediately to like test it. Um, if you've ever seen, I think you should leave the uh, Tim Robinson show on Netflix. There's like that, there's a sketch where, um, Connor O'Malley is driving the car behind him and he's just following him all, all over the place and honking his horn. And finally he gets out and confronts him and he's like, why are you honking your horn at me? And he's like, Oh, you have the fucking honk of your horny sticker on your, on your bumper. And I just assumed you, you had something to help me. Um, and he just acts extremely erratically. And that's kind of how I felt about this dude who bought the VR headset from me is that I was serving him, something to help for his horniness. Uh, and he's just been honking for, for years. And finally he could, uh, finally Facebook, AKA meta now meta has developed. That was when they just dropped their, their own VR headset, which is basically a Facebook machine, but for cheap, it's like a cheap accessible way to mine your data. Um, and also have a VR headset is how I felt about it. They just were monitoring my porn habits. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, that might have had something to do with it. And, you know, I still dated like here and there. Like I was still using Tinder. I was still talking to people. But like every time I just like would just lose interest so quickly. I was definitely like burnt out of, of dating in a way. And I don't know if that would have happened if not for COVID. I might have just kept going and like just been, you know, I don't know. Like it's not wrong. You know, theoretically this is like my peak I'm entering my peak attractiveness years where I'm like supposedly more stable, like 
financially, like mentally, emotionally, blah, blah, blah. I'm supposed to be maturing between now and, and 35 is like I'm peak, peak bachelor, you know? Um, and so it's not that I felt like I was losing time, but I realized too that the people I was talking to were, you know, a lot of people just wanted like, I just keep talking to people that want to settle down. I kept talking to people that want a long-term boo that are also tired of dating, but I'm on the opposite end where I'm like, I shouldn't even be dating anyway. Like, I don't know. Like I wasn't sure what I was doing. It was just a habit at that point of just like going on dates and, and chatting people up. Cause I think I was just lonely. Cause again, I, I spent all my time doing that and not developing platonic friendships, pl platonic relationships. Um, no bros, you know, I just had myself, my exes that some, some of them had maintained friendships with and, and myself, um, and my cock, it's just me and my cock. <laughs> and so, and, and also of course, like dating online didn't make sense during that time. It's like, it just fizzles out and it's like an IOU maybe like after this all settles, maybe we'll, we'll hang out and do something. Of course there were people that are willing to, were willing to, you know, ignore whatever was going on. But here in Southern California, they were pretty, I don't know. Most people were pretty, pretty, uh, woke about it. Um, but what was the point? The point is then I, I made videos with a girl I was dating during 2020 during the riots you know, she had made her OnlyFans and we were making videos. Really, they were for me. I don't think she posted. She, I helped her with anything she actually made. Um, but, you know, she was like serious about me, but didn't say it. I think she made it clear that she wasn't interested. And uh, we were both like in a bad place. I think we're, you know, everyone's a little bit depressed during the peak pandemic just being inside, feeling unsure about yourself times a million, but having even more time to think about it than usual. Um, and I'm starting to wonder, you know, everyone's like, how do you return to what was already a poor dating life? How do you recover? As if it's a priority. I don't know. For me, I, I've kind of resigned myself to understanding that maybe it's not. Um, because like, I'm not trying to settle. I don't know. And that's the thing is like the people I am willing to date and I think are interested in dating someone my age are like, you know, in their early twenties and seemingly like everyone wants, everyone wants that comfort, that long-term comfort. Cause it's just been a series of nothings for a while. Everyone's in like on a fuck it mood. So I've never really sat down and been like, oh, maybe I just like shouldn't date for a while. Maybe I should just stop leading people on and pretending like I'm like, maybe this is the time to commit, you know? Um, Cause it's, I don't think it is. I don't, I don't think when I'm actively like making pornography either um, is the time to like, to date. I don't know, unless you find someone that's down, but I think the only people that I feel like I could uh, 
be comfortable with or like want to like would want to date me or people who like watch my content, which is, is a really like dumb thing to, it's an oversimplification, but in terms of people that it's like X videos is my, my dating platform now. Like that X, I think, I think the future of dating platforms will be just your porn site. It's just going to connect you with other horny people. Um, you know, there's jokes about like, Pornhub being like you make an account because then like if you meet someone cool enough you can you can watch what you can see what other people jerk off to you can see what your friends jerk off to if you made it more of a uh you know a more active like social network Twitter's already kind of entered that realm but no one uses their Twitter to really like post what kind of porn they have they have their maybe a separate like account um but I think it's really moving towards a place where it's going to be more normalized, blah, blah, blah. And this is not me saying it should go that way. I just think it's maybe almost natural in terms of how we <sighs> moving forward sexually, uh, at least in, at least in America. I don't know. I don't know. I might be far reaching with my, I'm not even saying anything really. Um, I kind of got back into Tinder and OkCupid after a, a long-ish hiatus. I don't know. It was like the, lo the longest at least I've ever had it uninstalled from my phone. Um, I've had it pretty much actively since uh, like college, since freshman year 2013. I've had at least like one dating app on and off. Um, and it was good. It was actually really healthy. I felt like I had time to, well, not work, but to do, you know, make shitty videos, make dumb content. And it was nice. And as things were opening up again in 2021, I, I was working for the census and they were uh, shipping me out to various places. They shipped me out to like Arizona, New Mexico, um, to do, to go out in the middle of nowhere and like knock on like huts, you know, like little, you know, like, like a, like a clay house in, in, in a field. And, uh, I just have to be like, yeah, no one, someone fucking died here maybe, but there's no one here now. Um, but during that time I was like, Hmm, I really, you know, I, I want to, I want to hang out with someone here <laughs> while I'm just stuck in this fucking shitty hotel room, um, for weeks at a time. Um, and so, yeah, I caved and I remade the Tinder and OkCupid accounts. And since then I've been on and off yet again, but this time really did not culminate in anything. Uh, but this time I was like trying, I was like, there was part of me that was kind of like, maybe I want to like find someone who I can make content with that someone's like down to make shit if they make their own stuff. That's kind of what I was looking for. Um, but it's like a weird thing to insert in a conversation I'm finding. And I don't, I found that like, I want to be more honest moving forward because I reflected on all the past relationships and you make a habit of like not lying and like completely, but yeah, you, you, omit a lot of details of your life. So, cause you don't foresee it going past like two or three dates maybe, or you don't foresee it going anywhere. Um, so you just like, at least we could get laid. Uh, like if, if that's what it comes down to, um, 
could get something out of it. And but now I'm like, I think I'm just going to be upfront with people from the get go, which is how I should have done it in the first place. It's not groundbreaking, but part of that. The thing is, is like the details I wouldn't share before were not related to pornography. They were more related to like how I'm mentally like unstable probably or like how I have a history of like mental illness. Um, and like, you know, if we had kids, they'd probably be like insane and statistically like likely to like kill themselves. And like probably like if anything progressed, like I'm just really neurotic and um, I, you know, if if we believe in the if, if we believe in marriage somehow, then uh, I'll probably we'll probably get divorced like statistically, and I don't even want kids anyway. Um, things like that. Those are the, those are the details I don't mention. Oh, that I have a small penis. Um, that I come prematurely sometimes. Uh, but I really emphasize the fact that like I love eating pussy and and and. Uh, the thing is like I used to I think the nursing thing used to work for me that used to be like a move because then you could like you could you could use like nursing like lines about uh shout I don't remember I used to have a line about like blood types and like oh I feel oh so positive about you and like uh lines about taking your blood pressure like cuffing you up you know, with the BP cuff, like the shit, shit like that. Like, and now I'm entirely embarrassed to like be a nurse post pandemic, um, that I don't even want to include it. I don't want that to be a selling point about uh, who I am as a, as a mate, you know, as a person. So, uh, that was it. That was like who I was like, I, I definitely embodied like the nurse. I was just nurse. I was just nurse Gabe. And, um, now I'm like porn star Geraldo. Now I'm porn star Geraldo Rivera, uh, trying to, you know, not, I'm not, you know, like <laughs> it's not a sustainable or respectable career at the moment by any means. But I'll tell you that very recently, actually, right before I got, before I got COVID actually in, in February, I had been talking to someone that I met on Tinder and she was cool. She was cool enough. You know, she seemed kind of basic and was kind of like, she's closer to my age. So pretty chill. seemed pretty mature. Um, and seemed to get my sense of humor, like very ironic, like satirical, like edgelord. I, you know, not, I'm not edgy, but I think, most people are like like to chalk it up to like oh he's just like an edge lord that's kind of his style, um, and I found that I used to not be that way like I would definitely not even push the envelope talking to a girl that I would want to fuck but now I find I just need to just put it out there because it's <laughs> I don't know it's just a lot more fun that way I find I, I enjoy my interactions a lot more even though most of the time then it doesn't. Uh, it results in me not getting laid. I just uh, kind of have stopped caring as much. And the only people that want to fuck me for that kind of uh, sense of humor and attitude are people from the internet, um, from all over the world. Either people who like do get who do get what I'm trying to do, or people that have no idea and would be offended if they knew what I was saying or doing or implying, uh, or just don't care. 
they just you know peeing or the meme that's that's the tag that's the that's the motto come for the peen stay for the meme or one or the other who cares um anyway so yeah i talked to this girl and like we had like a texted for like weeks and we had a we talked on the phone which is always important to make sure they're not fucking weird you know they, they can have like an actual verbal conversation and that's that's my preference that's that's always my i like to call even though people are weirded out now i think by phone calls um not everyone but i've encountered more people now that can't can't handle it um and we talked for like four hours on the phone. It was good. It was like going well. I was like, you know, we were already talking about hanging out, like making plans. And I had joked about like ASMR or something in the conversation. And, uh, you know, I was ironically like making jokes about how I'm like an incel and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, even while I was having that conversation, I was like, this is not... I don't know why she's still talking to me. I think, I feel like like in any other context, um, this would have fizzled out a while ago, but maybe because she's like already so invested now that I'm, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. I thought it was going well. I thought she was, I thought she was just on board, just knew everything was a joke to me. And then um, I told her that I had made, that I had made a YouTube channel, a satirical ASMR channel. And, that I had mocked uh, uh, the lighthouse. I made I made a parody of the lighthouse, and she just took the longest pause and said um, that 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 was the biggest red flag she had ever heard, and um, and had nothing else to say. I was like, "Is there like a particular reason? Is there like anything?" else beyond that like do you want to know any like more about it and she we were just we just agreed to end it there and like, that was the end of the the interaction was was and i didn't even get to the porn that was that was just i was just telling her that like that was a thing i did on youtube once and got banned <laughs> um we didn't even get to the porn um but she said it would be different if i made money doing it which was what really made it uh, really struck me. What, that's what really struck me is that if you just have a creative outlet, but uh, it's weird, it's fucking it's fucking bad. But if you're making money doing it, it's fine. Okay, and I'm starting to wonder if that's how a lot of people feel about any art. Is uh, are you getting paid? And I or at least with a mate. And I guess that's important when you're like trying to date someone. I didn't know how serious she was if she wanted to like settle down or like she just wanted to fuck around. But uh, either way, the fact that there was this idea that I was making videos uh, just for fun really offended her. <laughs> and I was like, okay, let me let me recalibrate the way I present that. Maybe I should I should sell it as like I am getting paid, which I am technically. I do get, I do make money, albeit very uh, sporadically doing this. Um, camming is different now. By the way, I've been camming for a week straight now, and um, 
it's awful. But hey, I'm I'm getting used to it. I'm getting numb to it again. I'm I'm building up the calluses, and uh, I, I'm gonna keep pushing. I'm pushing for another week here. Flirt for free. Check me out. Um, still banned from all the other platforms. Just still banned from OnlyFans. Um, what was I saying? So I dated someone else then too before that. Oh, and by the way, so yeah, so that we had that conversation. I went to bed like actually like kind of upset. I actually went to bed. I was like, huh, do I have to lie again? Do I have to like never tell people this again? But before that girl, I had dated someone. We had gone on like three dates and on like the third date, I had told her, I had revealed to her Geraldo Rivera so the first two dates, it was I was just Nurse Gabe, and then on the third date, I mentioned my my internet persona, um, which isn't even like a different character. It's still mostly just me. I'm not doing like, you know, this isn't this isn't a character. I don't. This isn't performance art. Although people like to assume it is, but maybe even me saying it's not performance art is part of the performance. You'll never know, and that's the beauty. Uh, you'll never know how offended to be, you know, it's, it's, is it ironic? Does it have to be? No one cares. No one fucking cares. No one cares if you're, if it's satirical anymore, they just know what they like. <laughs> um, you fucking nerds, Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm speaking to the people on Snapchat. I'm speaking to people exclusively to people who still use Snapchat unironically. Um, you guys are fucking retarded straight up. I will not, I will never take that back. <laughs> um, so the, yeah, the, the girl I dated and uh, we got to the third date. She was cool with it. She was actually cool. I showed it to her. Um, and, you know, she wasn't like, yeah, let's make a video. But she was like, you know, she's like kind of entertained by it and kind of uh, at least it wasn't a giant red flag. So, you know, there's different reactions to it. And, of course, you would expect that. But um, now that everyone and their grandma has an OnlyFans, I think it's, you know, it's shifting in a, a more, you know, sex worker positive direction. Maybe that's why she was okay with it because she just wanted to feel like she was, she needed to fit the idea that she was woke and, and uh, tolerant of sex work at least, you know. Uh, and I don't know if that's in my benefit, but um, I felt that, like it was genuine. Who knows? Who knows if I'll encounter more people like that? Uh, so, you know, ironically, I've had, this is the least amount of sex I've ever had in my life, but it also coincides with me uh, starting my porn career, starting my content creation career is me having less sex than ever. Um, in fact, I haven't had sex since October or September. Like, I think, yeah, like September. 
it's been it's been like six months since I've had sex. And that's new to me. That's like that's that's unheard of. It's it's unprecedented. Uh to use a a more timely word. Uh and that's not a big deal for a lot of people. Um, but it's significant for me in that I've somehow redirected that sexual energy into something that is also sexual, but I don't personally feel like I get much sexual pleasure from it's, it's a different kind of satisfaction. I like, it's weird cause I am jerking off. I am nutting for the purpose of the content, but in terms of like when I make the videos, when I do anything that I post, it's. I kind of don't get much set, like sexual gratification from it. It's 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 not and I hope that doesn't ruin the illusion that I'm having a good time. It's not that I'm like hating it. It's just like it's it's more of just like I'm I'm enjoying um making something rather than consuming something. That's really what the the gratification is anymore. Um is that instead of just me watching porn or something and jerking off and then taking a long nap for the rest of the day until it's dark, um, you know, making a video and and then taking the long nap, you know, and then getting up and and editing the video and posting it so that like five people can can enjoy it, and hopefully they can repeat the pattern. And that's and I. I guess I guess I've rewired my brain a little bit to respond sexually to not even to porn but to myself in this extremely like narcissistic way of like when I shoot these videos I'm like conscious of like what I look like and what I'm doing all the time but I'm also trying to come and I'm also trying to like speak and entertain or like do do I don't know just do anything do anything that's not related to like me jerking off essentially. Um, and I, I, that's not my own fault. I'm not, you know, it's not like feel bad for me. I'm doing this on purpose clearly. Uh, cause I think it's funny and I think a lot of people do it and don't realize it. I think a lot of people jerk off to certain things. They sexualize certain things and they never understand why they just need this increasingly more um intense sexual experience from porn from from vr porn from having vr sex um i mean the technology will only improve more i should be making vr porn really if i wanted to to step my game up i looked into it i looked into the vr cameras they're not that expensive um it depends on how well the camming goes i need to pay rent first i need to pay the rent and maybe upgrade my lighting or something. I don't know. Just get a studio space again. Um, but before I, before I invest in VR cameras, but who knows, maybe I'll just ball out, but maybe I just, I I've, I've decided that like, I think I've been against this idea of you, um, of the viewer of you, consuming. I, 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 my, my the, the shtick is that I resent, people that have eschewed, you know, their, their more personal real life, intimate relationships in favor of, uh, 
of jerking off to me, to watching someone they don't know and trying to connect with me in a parasocial way. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of like flipping a little bit. I'm kind of like, I'm on the other side where I'm like, you know, cause, cause I feel like I can almost relate to it better now, now that I'm not being a play, I'm not being a fuck boy and actually getting laid regularly. I'm like, I, I get it. I get it now. I get it to a degree of like being lonely and just wanting to sit on the computer and like connect with someone. I mean, I connect on the, on the basis of my content. That's kind of like the only reason why people find me and connect with me is, is that, um, is like, is what is because they apparently think I'm funny, which is surprising. Um, and I feel like I need to, uh, embrace that. I feel like I need to just kind of jump into that and accept that that's where we're moving. And like, if I want to appeal to a certain like demographic, if I want to appeal to anyone like younger and that wants to just needs that hyper stimulation, uh, I should make VR content and I should be active in like a, in a, in a more virtual world, you know, I've been avoiding making a TikTok cause it's fucking China, but you know, that's that's my own issue, but also because it's like it, it feels. I also can't make porn on TikTok. Um, I'll find a way to make something for it, but I'm I'm already developing. I've developed some boomer tendencies of just kind of rejecting newer trends, and I don't want to be that like that that dude aging who's like. There are some cool people that who are older that make that kind of get it that somehow have stayed on the level and, and make somewhat like you know it's just the attempt of of making relevant or relatable content. Maybe we just all should stop making content. I don't know. Like, I just get a kick out of wasting like server space somewhere. I I like the idea that I'm just that making hour long podcasts of me rambling and jerking off is is just a fuck you to you know it's just a couple gigabytes here and there of something that's again not necessary in the world but like <sighs> there's no conclusion here this was meant to be about dating but somehow it's i, I can't separate it from I can't separate it from the development of technology because that's how I've developed my idea of relationships. I've, I've grown and developed my idea of dating and how I view people through the scope of, of Tinder and through OkCupid and plenty of fish and meet me and um, the Jewish one and the, the dating, the, the farming one and the, the black people only meet. <laughs> that's how I view people now. You know, I, I think I think of like, what would your dating profile look like? I think of like, oh, I wouldn't match you if I met you like on online instead of in, in person or something, you know, like you don't sell yourself. You sell yourself differently online, of course. That's OK. That's cliche. I'm not going to go down that route, but. I don't know where to go like forward. Um Yeah, I should I should have thought of something before I try to you know make a point here. But uh, hopefully this gives you some idea for yourself about how you like date. This is not me going full like 
Jordan Peterson mode of like how to live your life. Um, I don't even, I'm assuming if you listen to a podcast like this, maybe you're in your twenties, maybe you're in the same psychosocial stage as me and you're and maybe in your thirties or you're just, or you're, you're isolated. Maybe you've moved past that stage and you are alone. Maybe you've spent your life working and you never found, you know, lasting love, which I don't think is a realistic option. I, I don't, I mean, that's probably why I also don't view dating like that is because like, I don't really, I don't, it's not that I don't believe in like monogamy. It's like, yeah, you can be with one person for a while, but I think it's mostly, it should be temporary. I don't think anyone should be forever because it's, you know, the ideal is like, yeah, you grow with someone and like you help each other grow together or you, you know, change each other. But I think it's just, you know, people are right for a time and a place and my view can change. I don't know. Your view changes like once you meet a person that's you stay with longer than like two years, maybe. I don't know. Like that's my that's my record. But in terms of like the more culturally conservative view of dating and, and marriage and blah blah blah, it's like I don't believe in that. But I also don't believe in having kids. And maybe if I wanted to have kids, that would be completely different. If I had that drive to actually like I actually wanted to reproduce um, on more than like an instinctual level, then, you know, maybe I could, I could just fall in love with someone I want to fuck instead and make that eat and then commit to that and just, you know, <clears throat> stay together for kids for, for 20 years, you know, until they move out, you know, that could be a, a phase of your life that might be appropriate for me between age like 35 and, and, and 55. You know, there could be someone that's right for that time. It's someone you can raise a kid with, but someone you don't want to spend the rest of your life with after 55. Um, that's who I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> someone I'm looking for right now is someone who will raise some foster children with me through my 30s and 40s. Um, and then we can just like split amicably, you know, and, and, and have kids that respect us and, you know, can't be that resentful because one, they're foster children and two, you know, we knew the deal, you know, we, we, you know, is a, it was a professional relationship. That's all. That's, that's what I want to contribute to the world. If anyone's out there and wants to foster children with me, I'll, I'll get a real job. I'll, I'll go back to being a real nurse and, you know, that that's more motivating to me than, than jerking off. Cause I, this is a thing I can only do for so long. Um, and I don't think this offers much to the world uh, as much as people, as much as you perverts want to tell me that this is something they need and connect with. Um, I don't believe in it. Uh, this is, this is not for, this can't be for anyone else. Uh, this has to be for me. This is again, this is me instead of going to therapy. This is just me putting something out in the world so that I maybe stick to it more. You know, you stick to this idea more. If you have someone who's at least aware of it, it makes it more real. Um, and I, I know I kind of have a sarcastic, maybe ironic tone when I say it, but that's kind of just truly like where I'm, where I'm at. That's where I'm at with my relationships and Again, I'm I'm entirely like 
I can turn it around still. You know, I don't have to be a lonely fuck for the rest of my life. Um, but there's some part of me that's like, does it matter? <laughs> Do I want that? Uh, what does that look like? What does that mean? Blah, blah, blah. If you're still listening, hey, I'm sure you're in the same boat, okay? If you're listening to me of all people, uh, or even putting this on in the background just for some company, that's that's how I feel about you. Um, Oh, the other alternative dating platform I found is uh, any sort of site where you can buy and sell. So uh, Facebook Marketplace and uh, uh, OfferUp and Craigslist are the main three. They're good ways to meet women in my experience. But it might also be because I have more feminine taste in furniture and decoration. So... When I find something I like, it ends up being a, a woman selling it. They tend to be hot. I don't know why. I, I have hot woman taste, but I don't, my house is by no means, not, nothing makes sense altogether, but um, the pe the individual pieces um, seem to have hot owners. So I think that's uh, a, a dating tip for you. And I've had one where like, it's a girl I like hooked up with on Tinder pre-pandemic when I, I was on a roll she had me like come through it like this girl's not a good example because <laughs> in relation to what I just said about having taste and nice furniture because she invited me over at like three in the morning and I got there and uh she had this excuse of like oh I just moved in like this month or whatever and I was like that's fine whatever I'm like I, I'm sure it can't be worse than like your average young males like apartment with a bong as a centerpiece on the coffee table like i'm sure it can't be i'm sure it's that if anything but literally like we went in and like it looked like she had brought some furniture but like just like a chair from like one like a dining room set but just just like one chair from it there was no other chairs matching no you know and then like just garbage on the floor and no like living room really it was just like then we went to her room and it was just like a mattress in the middle of the room and just kind of more garbage like surrounding it. Like I, I, I would have just assumed she was depressed um, if she hadn't told me she moved recently. Maybe that was an excuse, but uh, we fucked and it was fine. Um, we fucked on that mattress, felt like home to me and uh and then I met her, uh, like two years later, she bought my, uh, oh, she bought from me. I didn't buy from her. She bought my keyboard. I sold my keyboard and I thought I recognized her. I was like, 
Hmm. And I and I actually asked her out. I actually asked for her number and asked her to go out for like coffee or something. Uh, she said, yeah. And then, and then we connected on Instagram. I was like, you know, I actually recognize your pictures from, from, uh, from Tinder. And I was like, oh, I do know you. <laughs> We've already fucked before. Um, so that's not a good example, but it's, uh, I've met people from, uh, we didn't end up fucking again. I don't know. Something about, I felt like it was going well until we realized that we had already fucked before and had that, like, that was my first impression of her. My first and like most recent impression of her was that, um, I'm sure now it's just uh, a keyboard and a mattress. <laughs> she had, she had no other furniture, uh, since then. Um, that's a suggestion for me, for you, if you want to meet someone cool. Um, I know Facebook was supposed to have a dating app at some point. I don't know if that fell through or if they just ended up buying an existing one and it quietly calling it, you know, a meta product or something. Now they could, I'm sure they could buy like Tinder or whatever if they wanted. I think all those are owned by like match.com, which is interesting. It's, I think a lot of dating apps now are owned by, there's like a dating app conglomerate of sorts, uh, and they have a monopoly, even though they're all kind of different. I think they're slowly becoming, and they might have overlapping, you know, algorithms. They might have the same database of you on different platforms and they know you're ugly on one platform. So now they're just going to assume you're ugly on the others or something. I don't know. Something to keep in mind. Um, I don't know. The classic, I, in my mind, the classic place to meet someone would have been like a library, just bother someone who's like studying. Um, that's like, that's like the romanticized place to meet someone for me is, is at a, at a library or like a museum. Grocery store is nice. It's, you know, there's, it's easy. There's, it's places where you have easy topic of conversation, something opening about something they're buying and their grocery, um, and their, and their, uh, and their cart or whatever they're reading or, you know, something boring and mundane like that. Um, or you can just be really forward in that situation. It's just like less intimidating in that, in that setting, you know, that's approaching someone in a, I mean, it's also cause I've never had the experience of really approaching someone in like a bar, like at a party. That's just never been my thing. A lot of times it was, if someone's drunk enough, they'll just approach me and I'll just like, I'll talk to them and then like, usually that's fine. Usually that works, um, for me. Um, uh, but I've never been the one to approach in those settings. So that's my little warped view of modern dating, I guess. Um, and I also still let, you know, obviously my mom's what my mom would say about the girl. I let that definitely affect my impression and how I judge people. What what would my mom do? Would my mom smash? Who knows? Um, let's ask. <laughs> but yeah, so the San Diego dating is also different because it's a lot of people from from here that want to stay here. 
and something about that turns me off a little bit. It's not that I'm judging them for wanting to be here. Like it's a nice place to live. Absolutely. And if you grow up here, like, yeah, you have most of your friends and family, but it's just the idea of like not at least wanting to like leave for a little bit is kind of a turnoff. I get it if you don't have like the resources to do it or like, you know, but it's, it's the idea that you don't even have like a goal to like ever venture out or see something different or experience something new. And I think a lot of people in San Diego um, tend to like, either they like say they want to and just never do um, because they don't like actually put the energy and effort into making it happen. I'm not saying I'm better than them, but like, you know, I had an idea to come here <laughs> and I made that happen. Um, so, I mean, I'm still trying to make it happen I'm and I'm moving again. So I guess that's part of me is like, I never intended to stay here like forever. Um, and so that might be something to do with not wanting to even commit to anything because I do want to leave. And it's not just like a what, it's not a what if I want to leave eventually. It's like, I'm going to leave, <laughs> um, going to leave eventually. And no one wants to hear that when they're looking for like a long-term mate. So, and I also don't want anyone to tag along with me if that's like, I don't want anyone to feel pressured if they, they're committed to me long enough and want to like move with me. Anyway, this uh, episode, all these episodes have been evidence of like, they're, they're giant red flags, I think for your average person. Uh, if you listen to these and still like want to date me and fuck me, hit me up. If, if these are, if these things are okay for you, my, my views on, you know, I, I, who knows things can change, you know, the one, if the one, if one finally comes into my life, then who knows? It might, it might all change. Or if I get someone pregnant accidentally, then if I, if I accidentally, uh, come inside someone who is, uh, uh, you know, pro-abortion or approach <laughs> that will not get abortions, I should say, if I, if I fuck someone and I don't properly screen them to make sure they're pro-choice, um, then who knows? I may settle down and just figure it out. But uh, until then, I want to be a fuck boy until I, uh, until I peak sexually, until I peak in my, I don't know. I'm going to guess 35 and then I'll, and then I'll shoot myself. Um, <laughs> it's probably true that's not that's not really a joke that's actually like in my head that makes sense um anyway until next time i don't know what the fuck i'm gonna talk about now that's like you know that's like a big chunk of my life um it's just me having like pretty mundane dating experiences and fucking girls that was that's been my life for the past like seven, eight years. And no one wants to hear about that. But you listen to some of it. Uh, I may transition to just doing an audiobook. I think it'd be funny to just read books while I jerk off for an hour. Just excerpts from anything. If you have any suggestions, let me know. 
Otherwise, I'm just going to take whatever's off my bookshelf that I have not read, but I put up there just to seem well-read. Um, and hopefully I will fall in love with reading again if I sexualize it. <laughs> I got new neighbors and they seem like they're always outside my window and I feel like they listen in. So maybe they'll join me. Maybe I'll finally have a co-host. Um, <laughs> if you'd like to tune in, let me know. I'm available. I I don't care. I'll talk to anyone. I was actually invited indirectly to join someone's political podcast they were starting. I don't know what what else it was besides political in nature, but I'm waiting to hear back on that. Stay tuned. Uh, I am currently editing two videos that I've had cooking for a while. Um, but I'm spending more time camming. I'm trying to build up a, a, you know, a presence there. Maybe I'll be on VR chat. I don't know. I'm trying to get e-girls to come check out my content. <laughs> if you want, if you want to book a session with me in VR chat, let me know. I'll treat you right. Uh, hit me up, Geraldo Rivera, 2024, on Instagram. Underscores under everything. Um, if you're watching the video of this, I am also on Spotify and other platforms, other, other ones that no one cares about, uh, I, iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, whatever, who who fucking cares? Um, if you want to listen to me in the car on the go, um, hit me up. I am lonely. I am lonely. I'm struggling. I need a friend and um, don't call the cops. I'm all right. Don't don't uh, report me to any authorities. I know the FBI is watching at all times. Big Brother is watching. John Cena is watching. I want to I want to say it now. I just want to be on the record that if it's not already happening, if it's not already true, I believe that John Cena will be the face of America when it comes to international relations, specifically with China. Ever since he's apologized to China as a whole, um, I've, I've gotten this feeling that he is going to be a, an important figure, almost kind of like the way Dennis Rodman was an ambassador for when he, when, when he went to North Korea, essentially, um, he was like our American ambassador. I think John Cena will be the Chinese ambassador. Um, just calling it. And, and, and in that sense, I view John Cena as big brother. And I know you can't see his eyes, but he has that Mona Lisa effect where, you know, he pretty, he pretty much looks like he's watching you no matter where you're standing in the room. And that's just something I'm looking forward to. I just want to put that out there. Um, that maybe he will be an important political figure in the future. And I just want to make sure that everyone knows I'm on his side. And I support China. And I support uh, 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 everything else they do. Um, and also their affiliates, associates, 
and beyond. So I will never say anything bad about them. Again, I apologize for anything I may have already mocked. And um, I love TikTok. And there's nothing wrong with TikTok being run uh, by a Chinese company. That's totally fine and appropriate to give information to and sell your face to. Uh, not even sell. You're just giving it to them for free. Um, things are looking up. Things are looking up. If I have any Ukrainian fans, let me know. Hit me up in the comments. I'll give you free stuff. I'll give you a free nut vid. If you're Russian, I'll also give you a free nut vid. I actually don't pick sides like that. So Ukrainians and Russians, just and you just you get whatever you want just because uh you know, for public publicity reasons, uh, I'm willing to just give it to whoever. Um I still have COVID fog, brain fog, brain blur. Um still turning me gay. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, maybe I'll start smoking weed again. I hear that reducing the inflammation is important. So that's one time when weed is, is helpful. And reducing the inflammation in your brain, I guess. Um, anything else? Lux is good. Lux is losing weight. Again. She was getting chunky. I kind of uh, let her slip a little bit. I was giving her extra extra treats every day. And I learned my lesson because uh, I don't want a diabetic cat. Not yet. Can't afford it yet. I actually want to be a feeder. I want my cat to be fat and happy, but uh, we've been rationing her food. <laughs> so just know if you donate to my cause, to my accounts, if you buy my videos and my content, it's going to Lux. It's going to fattening Lux up yet again. <sighs> um, uh, hope you're well, wherever you are. If you're still listening, if you're still listening and waiting for the cum shot, if you haven't skipped through for the cum shot like you usually do, uh, thanks for listening. I hope... I hope you're not alone, actually. I hope you listen to this with your friends. <laughs> I hope you listen to this with your family. I hope your family knows that you, uh, this is what you do with your, your spare time. <laughs> uh, hit me up on Flirt for free. It's not really a great platform, but it's, it's funny. You can don't you, you can interact with me, but I think you'll have more fun interacting with uh, everyone else who hangs out. There's many uh, fun, exciting personalities to interact with. People that also like to shit post. Um, it's kind of the way my Discord fell apart. If you, uh, I know I keep adding that this is streamed live via Discord. But the Discord is essentially dead. It means nothing. It just kind of, uh, it's for the algorithm at this point. It's just so it shows up when you search Discord. Um, but it's still there. If you want to, if you want the link, let me know. If you want the, the invite, 
if any edgelords and shit posters want to make that happen, fill it up with whatever they want, feel free. So you watch any good shows lately or <laughs> So that new Batman, huh? That's crazy. I hear, you know, you see his ass in it and he he comes in the bat suit. It's fucking insane, you know? I heard that Batman's like bisexual now and transracial and um it's insane. You got to go see it. Uh I haven't seen it yet, but that's just what I hear. And uh, I've been watching How To with John Wilson. And that's the only thing that's been keeping me occupied. And playing Galo. Playing Galo Infinite. So if you're a gamer that only plays Halo Infinite, hit me up. I'll play whatever you want for, for a price. If you buy me the game, I'll play with you. If you want to jerk off with me, let me know. <laughs> if you want to collaborate, make some hot content. But now I'm really splitting my cums thin. I'm spreading my cum thin between doing this and potentially coming once a day via cam shows. There's not a whole lot of cum left to make other content, I'm finding. But, you know, I'm sure I'll balance it out. But I'll make an exception for you. Absolutely. <sighs> Anything for you. <laughs> yeah. You fucking deserve it. Because you're fucking smart, dude. You smart. You loyal. <laughs> and I appreciate that. <laughs> and you respectful. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. I know. You feel like you're wasting your time, but at least you're wasting it with me. <laughs> That's all that matters, baby. That's all that matters, baby girl. <sighs> hmm. Hmm. <sighs> 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 About to go X Games mode real quick. <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> 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 
Fuck. Cool. Chill. That was fun. Good night. I'll see you next week. Or not. Bye.